This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Candy, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. <laughs> I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. <laughs> With an old maid daughter that make the best moonshine in the coast. <laughs> if it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. It, it, it... I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to Now Hear This Can Be Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tyler Clawson, and this is what's happening this week in our community. The Can Be School Board will soon sport three new faces as voters on Tuesday elected newcomers for all three open seats in the May 16th special district election, according to the latest unofficial results from Clackamas County. In position one's wide open three-way race, 91 school area mom and former teacher Katie Iverson held a 15-point lead over retired senior service analyst Lori Boatwright in their quest to replace board member Rob Shevland. Local mom, Julin Rice, was distant third with 8%. I'm thankful for the support I've had throughout this process, Iverson told Now Hear This Can Be shortly after initial results were released. There are still votes to count, but I'm ready to be a voice for our community and our schools. In position five, Mark Biggie, Business owner and father of several Canby High School graduates and current student athletes boasted an even larger lead over one-term incumbent Don Deppner. More than 2,000 votes separated the two candidates. I'm honored and excited to get to work, Biggie told Now Hear This Canby Tuesday night during an election night watch party with friends and supporters at the Wild Hair Saloon in Canby. And in position six, retired educator Kelly Oliver had a lead of just under 1,000 votes over another one-turn incumbent, Stephanie Carlson. I feel very encouraged with these initial results, Oliver said Tuesday night. Win or lose, I have been so moved by all the support from our community. Boatwright, Deppner, and Carlson had campaigned together on an ideologically aligned platform criticizing the district's academic performance, alleged in- inappropriateness of library books available to middle school and high school students, and claimed lack of transparency with parents. They, along with current board member Sherry Smith, also vocally supported a controversial push by two local parents earlier this year to review and consider removing three dozen books from Canby High School and Middle School libraries based on claims that they contained mature and inappropriate content. Their challengers ran independent campaigns, generally touting their experience and involvement in Canby schools and the community, supporting student achievement and well-being and collaboration with parents, teachers, and community members. The trio boasted endorsements from several local and statewide politicians, including Republican State Representative James Heeb, Mayor Brian Hodson, Canby City Councilor Tracy Hensling, Sean Barwig, Jim Davis, and Herman Maldonado, and Newburgh School Board Chair Dave Brown. 
They were also backed by the Parents' Rights and Education PAC and the Oregon Family Council. The challengers were endorsed by the Canby Education Association, the local teachers' union, and a smattering of prominent business owners and current or former educators and school administrators. Biggie also earned votes of confidence from Republican Congresswoman Lori Chavez Dreamer and former gubernatorial candidate and House GOP leader Christine Drazen. In other results, the Canby Fire District passes its request to increase its five-year local option levy to $0.95 cents per $1,000 assessed valuation, allowing the district to hire new firefighters and emergency medical personnel and greatly increase operations for fire and medical calls. In initial results, 60.6% had voted in favor of the increase, while only 2,526, 394 had voted no. In an open letter to community members in February, Canby Fire Chief Jim Davis explained the increase stemmed from a sharp increase in calls for service, primarily medical emergencies, that has outpaced the district's funding and staffing levels. If it does pass, the average homeowner would pay about $262 a year compared to $113 under the current levy. For tax purposes, assessed value is different and typically much lower than real market value. The levy is in addition to the district's permanent tax rate of $1.54, which cannot be raised under Oregon law, making the district's combined tax and levy rate $2.49 per $1,000 of assessed value. The new levy would add six new firefighter medics to the district's roster for a total of 24 serving the Canby Fire District. It would help staff the district's new medic station 363, which opened last summer, greatly improving response times in the north side of town. After a slow start, returns appeared to have topped the near record turnout for a special district election in 2021, 27.9% and were significantly higher than four years ago when more than 80% of the county's registered voters failed to participate in democracy. According to the county's updated results, 89,377 county voters had returned their ballots, good for a turnout of 29%, which would be the second highest marked in a special district election in the county history since Oregon adopted universal vote by mail. A Portland law firm has been found guilty of legal malpractice after failing to identify zoning restrictions on land in Canby that was purchased by a cannabis business for an indoor grow operation. The verdict came as Lake Oswego-based Tidewater Investments secured a $4.9 million award in its lawsuit against the firm Emerge Law Group. Tidewater Investments, a cannabis business, had sought the assistance of Emerge Law Group to purchase 25 acres of land along the Malala River in Canby for an indoor cannabis cultivation center. However, plaintiffs argued that the law firm failed to inform Tidewater about the land use restrictions that would prevent their plants from coming to fruition. It was only almost a year after the purchase that Tidewater discovered the property was within a floodway regulated by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and had a flood hazard zoning overlay imposed by Clackamas County, rendering indoor cultivation impossible. Tidewater attempted outdoor grow operations after learning they couldn't build greenhouses or other structures on the property, but it wasn't profitable enough. By the end of 2020, Tidewater had sold its dispensaries, its Aurora farm, and the property in Canby. Had defendants, Emerge Law, Selco, and Keeley, properly advised Tidewater regarding the floodway prior to the purchase of the Fairver property, 
Tidewater would have purchased a different property capable of a large-scale indoor farm operation under the model implemented at the Aurora Farm, Tidewater's attorney wrote in a legal filing. This other farm would have provided the supply of cannabis necessary to become vertically integrated and fundamentally change the outcome of the business. As a result, Tidewater filed a legal malpractice suit against Emerge Law Group and two of its attorneys, Corin Selko and Jenny Keeley. During the trial, the judge dismissed Keeley from the lawsuit, stating that Tidewater hadn't presented evidence of her responsibility. After a two-week jury trial, Tidewater Investments was awarded $4.9 million, which was reduced from the initial $7 million due to a finding of comparative negligence. The jury found that Tidewater had indeed lost $7 million, but determined that the plaintiff was 30% to blame and Emerge Law was 70% to blame, resulting in the $4.9 million award. Our clients relied on the counsel of Emerge Law and their team, which ended up costing them millions of dollars, Tidewater's attorney, Bonnie Richardson, said. Emerge Law has refused to acknowledge their responsibility. We are glad the jury has agreed providing our clients with a measure of justice. Emerge Law Group said through a spokesperson that it was disappointed in and disagrees with the verdict, but maintains that it would not affect their ongoing work serving other clients. Hundreds of homes in and around Canby experienced a series of brief, intermittent power outages last week, which officials ultimately linked to a downed tree in a neighboring community. Those affected experienced four to five outages, each lasting less than 30 seconds between 9 p.m. and midnight on Sunday, May 7th. While many residents have become accustomed to outages during bouts of particularly bad weather, especially those who lived through the record-breaking ice storm of 2021, these blackouts stood out as they occurred during a clear, calm, and relatively windless night. Neighborhoods throughout Canby, served by Canby Utility, began reporting the outages on Facebook shortly after 9 p.m., while homes east of Canby, which primarily received power from Portland General Electric, were also affected. Local utility officials reported that the issue appeared to be related to PGE transmission lines at FedCam Utilities substations, which PGE officials confirmed Tuesday morning. PGE spokesman Drew Hansen said approximately 1,600 PGE customers in Westland lost power that Sunday due to a tree on a line. Crews were immediately dispatched to make repairs, which were completed by 1 a.m. During this event, protective equipment on a PGE transmission line that serves can be responded to faults twice, resulting in momentary outages for customers in the Canby area, Hansen said. We appreciate our customers' patience and understanding as crews worked quickly and safely to restore service. Prom season is in full swing. The Canby Center got into the spirit in style last week by hosting its first ever prom dress drive and giveaway event. The soft launch of this event was a success, staff said, with more than 75 dresses donated by the community members that were then shared with Canby High School students preparing for prom night on Saturday. Students and their families enjoyed an afternoon of treats and fun as they shopped for the perfect dress completing their look with shoes and accessories. The goal of the dress giveaway program was to help make prom accessible to all students, regardless of their financial situation, staff said. While prom is often a highlight of students' high school careers, it can be a costly affair with expenses such as dress rentals, shoes, and accessories adding up quickly. This giveaway event helped students who might not otherwise have been able to attend the prom find a dress that they loved and looked great in. In addition to providing access to affordable prom attire, the event also created a positive and uplifting atmosphere for them to enjoy. 
Volunteers helped girls and their moms pick out the perfect dress, creating a personalized shopping experience that made everyone feel special. The Canby Center team was thrilled with the results and the impact it made on girls' families who attended and was also pleased with the generosity of community members who supported the event. Staff said the Canby Center looks forward to continuing to support the community in similar ways in the future. Learn more about the Canby Center and opportunities to support its work, including its ongoing capital campaign and expansion project at thecanbycenter.org. For photos, find this story on our website at canbyfirst.com. Hey, Frankie, how's that new internet deal you just signed up for working out? Uh, Not great, actually. Oh, sorry to hear that. How so? Well, my bill ended up being way more than I thought it would. I actually have this statement here. Uh, Apparently, I had to pay more for high data usage. Oh, yeah. Some providers will get you for that. Sometimes they have data caps, and they can slow down your speeds and charge you extra for going over. So I'm being punished for using my connection? That doesn't seem right. (laughs) I'm with you there. What else does your bill say? A lot. I had to pay extra for faster upload speeds to get Wi-Fi equipment, and there's also this infrastructure fee? I looked that up and it turns out it's a fee so they can build out their network, mostly in other cities and states. I hate to say it, Frankie, but it sounds like you might have only taken into account the flashy sale price and not all the fine print charges. (sighs) You may be right. You should switch your internet to DirectLink, Cambie's local cooperative provider. They don't have any hidden fees and don't nickel and dime you for using your connection. Plus, Wi-Fi is included in your internet subscription. That sounds great. I could really use a new router and these data overage fees are going to add up really fast. It couldn't be easier. Just give them a call and ask about Omni. It's their all-in-one internet service that includes Wi-Fi, enhanced security, great parental controls, and easy-to-use network management apps. And there's really no hidden fees? They won't charge me for streaming and gaming a lot? Nope. You get fast download and upload speeds, unlimited data use, reliable and secure Wi-Fi, and local service included with any DirectLink fiber connection. Give them a call today at 503-266-8111 or visit www.directlink.coop. Okay, we've got a couple of guests on today, as well as uh, my son, Gavin, here, who might be chiming in. Hopefully not. But um, Todd Cook with TMK Creamery. Hey, Todd, welcome back. Hey, how's it going, Tyler? It's great to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. And we also have, again, uh, Mitch Puga welcoming welcoming him back, excuse me, from uh, Vision Brewing Company. Hey, Mitch, how are you? Tyler, good again. Awesome. How are you guys enjoying this weather so far? It's fantastic. Awesome. Got a little bit of lag. Are you guys getting that too? Yeah, beautiful day today. Nice. Yeah, we are. Yeah, let's try going off video. Want to try that? Good. All right. You hearing me any better now? Yep. Okay, great. Um, yeah, that's sounding better to me. So, hey, guys, thanks again for being on. Uh, like we said, loving this weather. We're here to talk about a really awesome promotion that your two endeavors uh, companies are getting into uh, this summer and this spring and summer. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Todd? Why don't you start? Um, yeah, so it's pretty awesome. I think... Um, uh, TMK Creamery and Vision Brewing kind of doing a collaborative campaign throughout the summer of uh, basically um, drinking beers and every pint of Vision Brewing beer that you uh, consume uh, equals a third of a pound of grain that gets uh, fed to the Calebrities here at TMK Creamery, uh, calling it uh, Moo Brews. So uh, kind of a, a promotion and uh, a collaboration on how um, 
you know, the, the waste product from brewing also is uh, converted into uh, helping the Cal Liberties make uh, some awesome milk to make cheese and ice cream. That's, that's really awesome. And Mitch, I know uh, having been out to your guys' facility that um, the, the agricultural nature of our area is really important to what you guys do. I imagine that was part of your interest in, in being part of this and kind of showcasing a larger part of how this agricultural ecosystem, if that's accurate uh, or even somewhat accurate, uh, but how it all kind of fits together. Absolutely. So normally spent grains would kind of just go to waste. So we figured out, you know, if we can help someone out um, and, and actually put them to good use and have them go to a good cause and and feed some animals that make some awesome product, we'd love to uh, get involved with that because we're all about, you know, staying local, you know, recycling all the stuff that we use and making sure that everything, you know, is uh, making the best beer that we can make. So uh, it just seemed like a no brainer there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about practically how it's going to work. What are the dates of it? Is it just a TMK or is it at other locations as well? So it's going to be at a few different places. Uh, currently, we have uh, probably around five or six different bars that are going to be around for it. Uh, FOB Taproom in Canby, uh, Jarbo's Grill in Canby, Bear Creek Pizza and Malala have all confirmed for us. And then um, we will definitely be announcing some other bars and restaurants here in the coming weeks. I think we're aiming to start sometime uh, May 26th, I think. That's the, the target date. And then we should be going till um, September 3rd. I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on those dates. I can get those to you. Yeah, but. I think we're kind of shooting for Memorial Day weekend to kind of launch. And then uh, a Labor Day weekend is kind of uh, a tally point where we can see uh, how many people consumed uh or we're able to consume enough beer and, and uh, create enough, uh, how many pounds of gra spent grain they were able to create for the Cal Liberties. Yeah, really capture that whole kind of what you're saying at the beginning, Todd, but that whole peak summer, just enjoying a brew type season. Yeah, it's kind of a pint for a purpose situation where you're drinking beers and, and knowing that uh, the spent grain that, that created that beer is, uh, is going to the Cal Liberties to create uh, more uh, cheese and ice cream. What does the summer season look like for dairy production, Todd? Is it uh, is it a slower season? Is it a challenging season? Is there a lot going on, or is it a little bit more laid back? Well, as far as uh, the Cal Liberties go, they uh, they do uh, they 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 like the summer. They like the sunshine. They don't like it too hot, though. So once it gets too hot, they uh, um, you know we have to do a lot of measures to make sure they stay cool. You've got the whole swimming pool set up for them, the diving board. I've seen that. It's real great. They love yeah, it. Yeah, we definitely have misters set up for them to keep oh, them cool. Oh, okay, so okay. Lots of fans. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they kind of, uh, you know, just chill and, and, and do their thing. Uh, Production-wise, um, you know, it's pretty consistent throughout the year, um, depending on the feedstuffs and stuff like that. But uh, most, most of the time it's pretty consistent. Obviously busy with – the aspect that you guys have with the agritourism, but ju just the pure dairy is, is not too busy. Oh, no, no, it's good. Yeah. Um, Todd, why don't you tell me a little bit more about kind of your, your interest? Um, obviously you guys over at TMK are all about the agri agritourism, all about the education and really showing the public um, who maybe don't have uh, cows or don't have animals or livestock of any kind and really um, are more of the end users. Uh, being able to showcase where food comes from and what this what all goes into it and how you guys work really hard to to produce the quality that you do. Um, I, I imagine that that was maybe part of this uh, collaboration where they can really um, even be uh, the public can even be uh, a, another part of that chain of helping to feed the cows that are then producing products that they may ultimately purchase. Yeah, I think it was a, you know, I mean, when we're talking with Mitch and Kevin at, at uh, Vision Brewing, it was kind of a, you know, just like what Mitch said, a no-brainer. Um, this process is something that happens throughout the country, but um, not a lot of uh, the end consumers get to see that process. And I think for us, it made a lot of sense to, um, because we like to be, um, we, we like to show people rather than tell them. Uh, we thought it made more sense to be a little more interactive with it, give people a little opportunity to, uh, um, you know, drink beer and know that, uh, 
that spent grain that created that beer is going to go to the Cal Liberty, and then it's going to be upcycled again to uh, to be uh, cheese and ice cream, and then you know that waste product from the cheese is actually going to be made into alcohol. So, I mean, it's kind of this um, continuous cycle, and it's really awesome to see. Um, for us to see the end consumer be engaged in that. And I think this is a really cool and kind of fun um, collaboration with Vision Brewing that that helps us um, showcase that to the end consumer a lot more. Absolutely. You guys don't know how hard I'm fighting the urge to just break out into the Lion King and Circle of Life right now. So you're welcome for that. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, hey, Mitch. Um, wanted to ask you how important it is as you guys are kind of starting out on, on your business journey and starting out on this great endeavor with fish and brewing, um, how cool it is to sort of see uh, folks like the took the cooks, excuse me, and TMK uh, come alongside folks who have uh, kind of walked this road, obviously completely different industries and a different kind of situation, but um, still, uh, you know, kind of sole proprietors uh, building their business uh, by hand. Um, it, it, has that been really valuable to you guys, obviously just in the pure collaboration, but also kind of learning from them and, and getting the support of, of them coming alongside you and just kind of validating what you guys are working hard to do? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's both of us are kind of like grassroots. Uh, we've we started very small and we built uh, our businesses together also in, um, in obviously this collaboration, but just advice in general, you know, if, if one of us needs some help doing something, it's a little easier for two small businesses to collaborate and help and, um, you know, really push that forward for both of us. So, yeah, it's been invaluable. We've definitely had a lot of conversations about the market and, and general business, especially around Canby, local areas and whatnot, to make sure that we're both doing the best we can. And it's been uh, nothing but good things from the folks at TMK. So. Awesome, awesome. Hey, Todd, with the um, the sun finally uh, proving that it still exists and things getting a, a little warmer out here, I know folks are uh, looking forward to the summer and, and some uh, fun experiences around the, the Canby area. Um, you guys, you want to talk just a little bit about, I know it's been going on, obviously, for, for some time now and some years, but the um, your, your Friday nights and uh, obviously now Vision Brewing is going to be part of that. Just uh, remind folks what, what goes on out there and how they can um, come have some fun times out there. Yeah, absolutely. So we're open uh, Friday nights, 4 to 7. Uh, always have uh, beers on tap, especially Vision Brewing now starting. Uh, uh, people can get some of that. Uh, usually have... Um, uh, wood crust fire pizza on Friday nights. If not, uh, we have the TMK food trucks serving up some uh, some food, um, and then open Saturday and Sunday, 11 to 4. Um, and uh, Saturday and Sunday is usually always the TMK food truck uh, ser serving up, um, you know, all the local, all the local beef and cheese and ice cream and and. Um, uh, eggs all from uh from the tmk farm so we uh would enjoy anybody that wants to come out to come out and visit and see uh you can see the cal liberties uh in their environment and and interact with them a little bit see the junior cal liberties and and see that how they live and then uh come back and enjoy some uh, pretty awesome food are you guys showing off the are doing tours of the still and things like that as well the the newer aspect of your business with the calcohol we will be, uh, we're actually uh, in the process of putting in a filtration system that's gonna make that process even more efficient and bring uh, you know, some of the waste products off the still that we can feed back to the cows. Um, so we're getting that system set up. Once we have that going, we're definitely gonna be doing tours uh, for the distillery and um, kind of um, um, you know, a continuous um, ecosystem with that uh, process as well. So we're not wasting anything that uh, the Cal Liberties produce. Awesome. Mitch, we, we talked about this a little bit when I was out there at your guys' facility um, uh, a couple months back, but um, or maybe a month back. But remind me, of, uh, remind us of what uh, types of beers that you do have available to folks um, at Team K and at some of the other locations where you are. So currently we're rocking uh, the Baby Doll Blonde Ale, uh, Scottish Ale, and the Hazelnut Porter at TMK currently, but we will be rotating those, I believe, as the summer goes on. 
Uh, we have a double IPA coming out here in the next week or so, two new ciders, as well as uh, refreshers on more of the mango cider and the lime coconut cider. And then we're shooting for a hazy release probably in the next month or so as the weather gets a little warmer. And then finally a lager as we come in towards the, uh, the crux of summer here. So wow. definitely do, a lot of stuff. To all. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm running yeah. the gamut. Um, the, the blonde, I believe you said, um, as you've kind of built out these other lines, the blonde has kind of been your flagship for the first, um, first few steps of your, your, your empire here. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. I would say the blonde has been the most popular beer for so far. And then shortly followed by some of our ciders, uh, especially as the weather gets nicer, people are, are definitely crushing the ciders more. So, yeah. Um, but the, the hazelnut porter and the Scottish, uh, I know they're they're a lot newer um, and just kind of getting getting hitting the market. But uh, they, they've uh, been really well received, I believe. I would definitely say that. Yeah, the hazelnut porter and the, and the Scottish ale are definitely uh, very complex beers and they've been received pretty well in, in the community with people who like those kind of malty or dark beers, especially considering the hazelnuts that we use come from our own farm. And that ties into the same thing that. Everything we use, we want to make sure it has a home afterwards just to make sure we're not, you know, wasting anything. And, and with this campaign, I really think that we can uh, accomplish that. So, Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you guys both so much for taking time out to talk to us about uh, this today. Is there um, a specific website or any information folks can find about this campaign? Or do you want to just direct folks to your normal um, uh, company and farm websites? Yeah, tmkcreamery.com will have all the information. We're also, uh, I guess, just to hit up real quick, Tyler, we're going to yeah, have some uh, opportunities where people, when they have uh, filled out punch cards, so they've drank uh, 10 Vision beers, will equal uh, roughly 10 pounds or three pounds of spent grain that goes to the cows. We're going to have a couple of, um, of events throughout the summer where they can bring the punch cards out here and, and uh, actually get the spent grain that they uh, – that they help contribute to the Cal Liberties and feed it to the Cal Liberty of their choice. So um, oh, wow. kind of a fun, interactive way to uh, kind of promote the campaign as well. Yeah, definitely. Be on the look for stamp cards and posters at uh, your local restaurants and bars as the campaign gets into full full swing here uh, about May 26th or so. So keep an eye out. Very cool. I, I got it. I love a punch card. I'm just one of those people. My wallet's always full of the, the cards and I know they've kind of fallen out of style for some places, but I, I'm still a big fan. So I love that you guys are doing that. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Team K uh, Creamery, you mentioned the website, uh, social media as well. Uh, Vision Brewing, you guys have uh, Facebook and social media as well, right, Mitch? Yep. Definitely follow us on Instagram. Uh, take a look for our facebook uh we have twitter as well but mo we're very active on instagram so if you're on that platform please uh definitely give us a follow awesome awesome well thank you guys so much again uh love what i uh, love tmk love all the things that you do um i'm a, a new fan and loving uh, vision brewing and i love that you guys are supporting each other and helping each other out that's really awesome hey thanks a lot tyler appreciate the time cheers right. my friend you too all right cheers bye Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears, even chainsaws? No, that's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, or no. that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle? Wait, do you know any trivia that isn't like animal related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Camby's longest running locally owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. 
See, I thought you might go meta and do uh, happy birthday or something. <laughs> we are... Oh, there we go. I think that was copyrighted. <laughs> of course, we are at Campy Music with Brian Haynes. Hey, Brian, how you doing? It's Great, been a little while. Doing? Yeah. Yeah, enjoying the weather. I am, yeah. Um, with somebody that has a kid in baseball, I welcome the nice weather. Oh, my gosh. It was an <laughs> awful start to the season. Not... Not baseball-wise, but weather-wise. <laughs> well, even Monday we had to call a game because it was raining. Really? Gosh. It was up in Clackamas. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as the musical uh, interlude there alluded to, we've got some uh, anniversaries coming up. Anniversaries. <laughs> yes. So, 2008, 15 years ago, I started Camby Music down the street. Woohoo! And... Um, and a handful of years ago, bought this property and renovated it. And it just so happens that, according to the records, it was built in 1923. And now it's 2023, which makes it 100 years old. That's a big deal. It is a big deal because it was probably going to get torn down if I didn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't in good shape. <laughs> yeah. So some, you know, they were hoping somebody's going to rip this whole block apart. Yeah. Um, so it's lived to see another century. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So we've got uh, three years ish here at this location yeah, yeah. for the store. Yep. Fifteen years in business and a hundred years for your new home, which is amazing. Yeah. 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 So um, we're we're doing great. We have. You know, I have the most employees I've ever had. We're uh, expanding. A hundred employees. hundred no. uh, yeah, years, a hundred employees. Oh, man, I don't know what I do with that. <laughs> no. Um, and so we're going to have our party out front here on June 3rd, Saturday, from 11 to 2. Um, we're going to have uh, free food and live music and... Um, Hopefully a bouncy house like we normally do. Yeah. I need to go rent it still. Yeah. But I'm sure it's available. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe some other activities and um, maybe do some prizes and giveaways and, mm. and stuff like that. But basically just a fun time uh, to come out and get some lunch and hang out. And hopefully the weather will be cooperative. Awesome. Yeah. What was that date again? June 3rd from oh. 11 to 2. Okay. Cool. June 3rd. And that's a Saturday, I think? Or? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah. Um, you've done uh, these in the past, and they've always been a good so, time. Yep, I've done them the last two years. Back at the old store, we used to do them, um, and then kind of went away from it. Um, and then when we came over here, we decided to start doing it again. Yeah. And once again, I'm doing it last minute because it's not my forte putting together functions right. like this. And so I am... Um, uh, you know, drag my feet and um, feel like I don't have any time to do it. But we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And um, everybody's going to pull together. And we're getting the poster uh, figured out today. And we'll post them around town so everybody nice. can see it and hand yeah. stuff out at the store. And um, you're going to be there. Oh, yeah. You'll sing a couple songs with us. I will. Yeah, I'll be, yeah. Uh, you know, pe the people demand it. They, <laughs> I, I'm always real reluctant, but they're yeah. like, you know, I'm like... Kristen Wiig and Saturday Night Live, you know, don't make me sing. Yeah, like, you're, yeah you're like, oh, don't make me sing. No, sing. no. Uh, okay. <laughs> Baby Shark it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's one of the most requested it is every time. Um, 15 years is a big deal. So, especially when I think about that there are people that take lessons here and even people that work here that there was never really a time that they knew that the store wasn't here. Yeah. You know, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but I started it when I was 29 years old. Yeah. And with not really any kind of idea of what I was doing. Yeah. And it's just worked out. Mm. Um, it's something that the community likes. You know, we do lots of lessons and um, band instrument rentals, which is all involved in the community. And I like that aspect of it. You know, retail is a part of it, but but we're just really about being involved in the community and, and doing things that help yeah. the, the, um, the musical aspects of things around here. Yeah. Um, take me back to 2008 a, a little bit. You were a, an active uh, performing musician. Yes, all did through you, my 20s, yeah. Did you kind of always have in the back of your mind that you'd like to start a business or do a no. store? Or, no. no. No, you just wanted to be a musician. No. I was 
um, kind of serious, which with uh, somebody who is now my wife, Sarah. Yeah. Um, and so when we got back from the last stint that we were on, we, we were gone for six months playing. She was part of the band too. No, no, no. She was just with you. No, no, oh. no. I mean the band with no, no. She, she was, was here. here. She okay, was here. gotcha. Excuse me. No, no. Okay. She, she she flew out once or twice on on that last one and hung yeah. out for a couple of weeks. But no, um, we're out. And so we got back, and I was trying to figure out what to do. I was twenty nine years old, and mm. I was worried about going in the. You know, it, it just seemed like that was a good time to end that. It didn't seem very. Uh, not the direction I wanted to go. It, 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 you know, yeah. to, if I was thinking about getting married and, and house yeah. and all that stuff. Sure. So, anywho, stability wise, stability, and, yeah, we got, yeah. we got to be responsible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> can't just yeah. be boozing it up on the road all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, was I was actually in Tigered Music with somebody, mm-hmm. um, and uh, which which now doesn't even exist anymore. Um, but we were in there and he said, uh, wouldn't it be neat if you could just do this all day as I was buying some, some strings. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it would be kind of neat. And it just kind of started festering in my mind. And I decided to go out and start looking this, I don't even know how much retail, uh, space, you know, costs. costs. Yeah. And, um, I realized in downtown it was a lot cheaper than like say in uh, Fred Myers. Right. And I'm like. At that time, at the yeah, right, everything's yeah. Um, changing now, but yeah. Um, but I said, okay, I'm gonna just go ahead and do this. And my goal in life, my my goal wasn't to make any money at first. My only goal was to not go massively in debt. You know, that, that <laughs> a good that, goal. That was it. I, I said, if this doesn't work out, I want to be able to step back out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, no harm, no foul. Right. And so I didn't start big and I didn't have a lot of inventory. Yeah. And people just started coming in from the first day asking if I did guitar lessons. And I just said yes, even though I never Right. I had no idea. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I just said yes, thinking that maybe I'd find somebody that actually had taught before. How did to you do learn that. the guitar? I, I was a combination of, I was basically self taught. Yeah. But um, I would subscribe to this magazine. Remember when magazines used to come to your house every in, in the mailbox? Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> and so there was these guitar they were like magazines. E- they were like spam emails made out of paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 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 they would have you know different songs and different lessons in them, and so I would okay. I would go through those. And my friend, when we were playing, when I started playing in junior high, he. Um, was taking private lessons. Yeah. And so he would come home from his private lesson and then he'd teach me the Metallica song that he was learning or whatever. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you grew up here, right? Yeah. 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 So did he take lessons locally or? Um, yeah. Well, I I don't know if it was from a store. I don't actually know who, because I know he was, there was a piano teacher that came to their house and it perhaps was just the same guy. That, oh, okay. That, yeah. Um, he was secretly a rock god or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By day, he's like a mild-mannered yeah, I, pianist. I, I have no idea who this guy was, but him teaching my friend it was, helped it teach was, me. It was and Slash so whoever you are, thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, it's probably 70 years old now. Yeah, yeah. Listening to this podcast, I'm sure. Um, so anyway, so basically self-taught. Uh, you started this I, I did want to ask how you kind of found the location. I, they're probably... A few open uh, spaces at that time, or the, the, the original, original one. Yeah, yeah. So I went. I just drove around town and I called the number on every single retail spot that had a sign on it, and just got prices. Yeah, just yeah. got prices, and um, looked at them, and it was actually kind of down to the one I was at and the one that Motocross Direct is in. Okay, so he moved in like literally a month after me. Yeah, uh, but it was. More than I wanted to pay to be so being on ninety nine e apparently is uh, is a premium yeah and so but he's been there Monty's been there ever since yeah um, and so that that's the spot I picked because it was visible enough and it was in my price range yeah and um, I gave myself one month to open the doors I had to figure out which again your price range was 
not massively in debt. <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't even know how to order products like, yeah. like wholesale. You yeah. Know? Like I just started asking. I would around. like one inventory, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, just just kind of move from there. But it was the lessons. Yeah. That was the only reason that store made it. Um, and it, was it because people knew you and kind of... There was a lot of people. Yeah. Because, yeah. because what, I'm from like a, this town. Yeah. Um, there, there was a lot of people... And it's interesting, even to this day. So now there's a lot of people that I went to high school with yeah. that are bringing their kids, kids here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So um, it's been, and then the store has been based around lessons ever since. People come here and they take lessons, and then you know they might buy something or they might join band and they might rent something um, or get something repaired. But it's very much a teaching centered yeah. store. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the big lessons you've learned along the way? One of the big lessons I've learned along the way um, to always try to be nice and kind to people. Yeah. You know. Um, just a good, good life lesson. Yeah. Just, yeah. Good, so when you're advice. in a small town especially, yeah. you know, always try to – if there's a disagreement or maybe a potential disagreement, yeah. you know, always trying to look for the good in it because – that's not the last time you're going to see them or somebody else that they know. And, yeah. and so there's that yeah. lesson. Yeah. Um, try to find some sort of common ground. Yeah. Um, other life lessons, um, be patient. Mm. There's, there's a lot of times where things aren't going to happen. Yeah. You know, and you, you just have to, whatever aspect of the business, you know, because there's really like four parts of the business. Yeah. And if one part really isn't going anywhere, you know, you just focus on the one that it is and you let that and, uh, carry it and, hmm. uh, just keep chugging along. Oh, and I think maybe my biggest lesson was not to have too many expectations, mm-hmm. which I didn't with, which I think was a blessing because, yeah. I basically just rolled with the punches. When people came in and they were looking for lessons, I just decided to do that. If what, whatever I thought should be in the retail store, you know. You were open to. I was open to whatever, you know, people would come in and ask, oh, do you have this? Do you have that? I'm like, okay, well, I better have this and that. Yeah. And um, I just let the people that came in the store kind of dictate what it was going to become. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good a uh, really useful piece of advice for anyone uh, looking to potentially start a new business is to uh, be flexible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anything that really surprised you? I guess you learned a lot more about uh, reeds for band instruments than you ever thought you would. <laughs> right. So I I didn't know. I mean, I was in band a little bit and choir a little bit, uh-huh. um, but definitely not a lot. And it was bass guitar. Yeah. And And, and I did... Some other thing with guitar there. Yeah. So I was pretty limited in that area, and now it's become a pretty big part of the store. And, you know, that's a no small part to a, a couple people um, that work here or have worked here yeah. that know a lot more about it than me. Yeah. And uh, I've learned along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the last thing I just want to ask you, maybe, um, you know, uh, j- just, I guess, somewhat adjacent although you you know you grew up here and were part of the the band and and choir a little bit as you say but um obviously we just won the state championship and choir yeah high school did Uh, but there's such a rich musical heritage in this community going back generations um do you have any thoughts on kind of that and where the where you've seen that come from obviously a lot of that is is a lot of your clientele coming through here folks that are part of some of that tradition yeah so Camby's really lucky that there's a lot of people you know yeah generations of people that support um <clears throat> uh band and, and and choir and stuff and you know not only by donating their time but financially mm. you know you know and i do too and Anybody that buys the fireworks from the Camby Music Boosters yeah. um, on Fourth of July, that money's going straight to, um, to to the music program. People are like, oh, why don't you just go get your fireworks at Costco? I'm like, yeah, well, that it's not the yeah you can get them cheaper at Costco, <laughs> but that's not the point. You're, right. It's it's essentially donating. That's some good fireworks yeah. as well. I've gotten my fireworks yeah. at the Boosters stand quite a bit and yeah. some good deals. So you, you know, there's some other schools that they don't have much of a budget to get instruments repaired or buy new instruments yeah and, and so Camby's really lucky to, to to have a lot of support yeah with that yeah and i, I get parents that 
come in, you know, like, oh, this was my clarinet when I was, mm. you know, in school, and now we're fixing up because my daughter or whatever is yeah. is playing it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, uh, you know, occasionally people even sort of uh, disparage can't be a little bit as like, oh, it's just a, you know, a sports town or a football town or whatever. Like, those people aren't paying attention. I mean, there's a big emphasis even in the school district on I I think Camby's a family town. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. Yeah, Football's it's a big, it's deal, a big sports town. But so is a lot of other stuff. Yeah. It, it's a big sports town. It's, yeah. a, big, it's a big activities mm-hmm. for families town. Yeah. Yeah. It's and okay. parents are looking for that a lot when they come here. They, you know, they take their kid to baseball, and then they take their kid to guitar class, yeah. and then they go to uh, dance or whatever. But yeah. it's they're all activities um, for their kids to interact with other people and learn a lot of life and social lessons and all that stuff, along with learning. Music. Absolutely. And here comes the masterful seg because speaking of activities for families, mm-hmm. June third. Yep. Tell me the times again. Yep, it's eleven to two. <laughs> right June here, it can be music, and it's. All free, you know. Outdoors, but out, it can't be out, music. Yeah, outdoors in the in the parking lot. We'll have hamburgers and hot dogs and soft drinks and and whatnot. Um, there's no charge for anything. And um, yeah, bouncy house, maybe some other stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. some tunes, some good times. Absolutely awesome. Thank you. Congrats Thanks. to you and your team. Fifteen years is a big deal uh, for anyone to survive and thrive as you have. Well, we started in 2008, right when the housing crash. Yes, you know, happened. <laughs> right. And, and so there was good that. timing. Yep. Um, moved here and then we in moved 2020. Here. We're right in the middle of COVID, and so you know we can overcome adversity. Yes. 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 <laughs> don't don't make any big changes for uh, or additions right, then, for a few then, years, yeah, please. All right. Thanks, Brian. Hey, I'm AJ. I'm your uh, local Oddmos franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmos. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're going to have on some franchisees. We're going to have some different vendors on. We're going to get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. They're sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod Senior Sports Analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? Me. Oh, boy. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music and the Podbean. Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned, full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe. And we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. Um, I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. (laughs)